0: There's joy in every journey.
2: Welcome back. It's our number two today as we continue to move forward here, getting set at 1 o'clock for Pony and Page. It's the Panther pregame show they take on Georgia Tech, but I think a bigger game is Duquesne and St. Bonaventure on the campus of RMU. Keith Dan team, 7-3, and three, doing well. What a season it's been for them, considering all the preceding seasons that have been just terrible in the history of Duquesne basketball. He's made a difference. We'll see if they can get a win today against a equally good team in St. Bonaventure. In the meantime, we're talking a lot of hockey here at 412-928-9370. And a lot of interesting topics concerning the Penguins about goaltending, who you think may end up being the guy who starts in the playoffs. My take is always going to be you need depth. I wouldn't trade any of them. I wouldn't worry about future contracts. I wouldn't worry about restricted status. I would worry about who's hot and depth. That's important to me. Then the question is, what will they trade if they go out and target somebody who they really want? What do they have to offer? Well, there are a lot of different uh, things you can – there are guys on the roster, but I, I dare say there are kind of limited options there. Uh, I don't know who you want to give up on your current roster. Uh, defensemen, you know, people have called in today and talk about Latang. I wouldn't do that at all. Schultz, maybe, but it would depend on the health. I have to know the health of Dumoulin and Marino moving forward into the playoffs. I have to know that. Um, could be that it's a small deal. Could be that Jim Rutherford says, I'm just going to give you a Mark Strite, and you're going to like it. Somebody who can contribute as a veteran level. Who knows? 412-928-9370 is the number. Thank you to our sponsors, Allegheny Health Network, Health for All. PNC Bank, make today the day. Number one, Cochran, go one better. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, they got your back, not your wallet. Follow us on Twitter, 93.7 The Fan, driven by Shorty Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, Ram locations in North Huntington and the North Hills. And you can text the Edgar Snyder and Associates Fan text line, it's 412-928-9370. Edgar Snyder & Associates reminds you to text responsibly. Gus is in Beaver. Hey, Gus, what's up?
3: Thanks for talking hockey, Bob. We know it's a great day for hockey. <laughs> and I want to give a special shout-out to Michael Langer. I hope he's feeling well. And I want to congratulate Pony. I've been listening to him this week on the uh, 10 to t show. He's doing a really good job. Always some luck with that. Bob, we've got a balancing act to do here because we've seen in the past when you make trades, sometimes they don't work. And I see very, very special chemistry on this team. And that's something I'm sure that Mike Sullivan and Jim Rutherford got a pretty good handle on this team. But you've got got to be careful when you make changes in the lineup to to disrupt what's going on. It's really a good thing what's going on. And I can't believe what John Forterello is doing at Columbus. I thought that team was going to be in total disarray this year with all the defections they had. The injuries and all the new guys, but they are really playing kind of terrific hockey. Yeah, market.
2: but it starts with that goaltender, and like I said, he's been great. But also, you know, they they did not bring back Panarin, they did not bring back Zingles, they did not bring back a lot of players who I thought they were going to try to, you know, uh, you know that they acquired at the trade deadline, and they and they just let them all go. And I thought, okay, well, what does that mean? They must either believe in talent they have in their system, or they're just going to kick the can down the road for a year. But that's not been the case. So.
3: Now all I can say is I can't wait for the playoffs to start. I don't want to wish any of my life away. but uh, And I'm really enjoying this regular season here. But it's going to be a very special thing. I uh, saw a special the other day. They're calling that maybe 20 teams could uh, possibly win a Stanley Cup. I'm sure that's how much parity there is in hockey. And I think that's going to complicate the trade deadline, too, because there's so many teams that are right on a the cusp there doing something. That's a
2: great point, Gus. I agree with that. There are too many teams that want what Jim Rutherford wants. Which means the exactly. price will have to go higher. And that's why I don't know what they have exactly and what they'd be willing to give up exactly. Because it may take more than a number one pick to get what you want.
3: There you go. All right. Good talking with you. Thanks, have Gus. a good one. Do the same. Take
2: care. All right. Um, Penn's retweets on Twitter says, Can the Penguins afford both goalies next year? If not, why not trade one now or they have value? Goalies are a dime a dozen. How about bringing good Branson back? Cheap encounter Wilson and Blue Jackets physicality. Well, First of all, they're not going to do that as far as good Branson. If you're suggesting they need someone big like that, fine. It won't be him, but it could be somebody like him. That won't cost you a lot. But when it comes to both goalies, both are restricted. So you're not going to lose them unless somebody offers them something and then you fail to match it. You'll get a lot of compensation for it. I'm not sure exactly if that rule has changed. But um, I, I don't think you're in a position of worrying about that right now. I think you want to win first, worry about that next. And this decision about who they sign or don't sign doesn't have to be done until later. So at some point, it doesn't hurt to try to win, and if you don't get much in return for somebody, then so be it. That seems to be always something that people aren't willing to deal with. You don't always have to get a prospect or somebody else just because a guy's contract is expiring. If he can help you win now, you try to take your shot with that and you move on. I think that's the baseball philosophy. Everyone's looking to acquire prospects. They want prospects. We can't let him go for nothing. We need somebody. we got to get something. we got to get 16-year-olds, 19-year-olds. And see, this is the thing with me. Uh, as I, I'm going to kick this into a pirate talk real quick, one of my things about the Pirates is I would not – I'm not a big fan of giving up on seasons. I'm just not. Uh, 2020, I, I, I've heard Ben Sherrington say that he believes – that Polanco's on the right path back to being full go, to use his word, at the start of training camp. Spring training starts this coming week. So if he's full go, and if he can be in the lineup, why would I trade Starling Marte? If I believe I could potentially compete this year, and here's my logic then, you would have Reynolds, and, and by and large, so you should understand too, Marte has two years left. You could trade him at the end of this year. Next year's trade deadline if you wanted to. Reynolds, Marte, Polanco, Bell, those are four pretty legitimate hitters that you can have in your lineup. Moran was okay. They can maybe do better with Ke'Bryan Hayes. My point was, if you wanted to make a case that you could be competitive this year, you could have done that with those people. And add, but you got to go out and spend to the pitching staff. That's something they weren't willing to do. This whole idea that we can just wait and target another year, and and they haven't done that. But I'm suggesting that they're probably doing that. Uh, and it's not this year. It may not be next year. Maybe 2022. I don't like that. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to look at this year to year. You should try to win every year if you can. And if there are things that you can do to try to help that situation, then help it. That's my only take with them. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. Um, Penguins in Florida tonight. As I said, that's uh, a game that's going to be tough for them just because uh, Florida has a lot of talent. They're getting Barkov back tonight. He's been out for three games, I believe. They have a good young team. Trocek's been outstanding. One of the leaders down there, a kid from this area. And a really nice kid. I like him. I'm glad he's having success. But their goaltending needs to be better. A lot of teams. um, And again, this whole notion, uh, like Penn's retweets tweeted and some others about trading a a goaltender because um, they're both at the end of contracts or both become restricted free agents, I don't agree with the logic that goalies are a dime a dozen. I do think you can get a veteran backup, but I don't think you can get an elite or somebody who could be my elite guy. Uh, I have two of them here if I'm Jim Rutherford, and I'm not gonna give them up that easily. If I look through the rest of the NHL, uh, you'll find that teams generally have one that they can rely on. Well, you'd be really lucky if you can have two. And to me, you're gonna always start there when it comes to winning Stanley Cups. It has to be goaltending, it has to be good goaltending, and you have to afford an opportunity for an injury here and there. And if, you know, if you do have an injury, you don't wanna just throw in anyone. Uh, the Penguins were fortunate that Jeff Zatkoff came up and played well in the Ranger uh, series, the very first of those two back-to-back cups. <clears throat> they were forced to go that deep into it, and I don't think many people thought at the time they would ever need him. That's how important I think it is for um, a team to have depth and goal. you got to have it. A lot of teams don't have it. I'm not willing to give them something. But to Gus's point, which I think is a good point, this is a this is going to be a really crazy trade deadline in the fact that there are a lot of teams competing here. If you look at the standings, I mean, all these teams need help. Uh, And if they need help, that means they're going to be looking for the same thing you're going to be looking at. And, you know, currently, teams that are on the outside looking in, for example, the Philadelphia Flyers are tied with Carolina. They're both for the uh, second wild card. Right behind them are the Panthers one point behind. Then the Canadians are still in the hunt. Okay, that will complicate things. If you look at the other division there, you'll see that these teams are all just jumbled up there, and if they go on any sort of streak, they can jump into it. So they're all going to want something. They may not be willing to give you anything. The givers down there are the Detroit Red Wings, the Ottawa Senators, the New Jersey Devils, and perhaps the Buffalo Sabres. Those teams are out of it pretty much, and so therefore, they may be willing to trade for the future to give you something now. But all those teams that are in contention are going to be looking at those teams and saying, what do I want? That's why I brought up Anthony to see you. I like that kid. I think I would take him if I can get the right you know, deal in place. Uh, for him, Minnesota is a team that's interesting because that's the team likely that I think the Penguins may be dealing with. But the problem with them is where they are in the standings, because they have 58 points right now, and Billy Garen is in a position where he's trying to not only satisfy the people now, but he's trying to, you know, build something. But they're only two points out of the second wild card, so would they be willing to give up Zucker? knowing that he's a big part of what they do. And if the Penguins won him, how much would it take to get him, knowing that they're still right there in contention for a wild-card spot? Nashville is one point behind. Winnipeg, one point behind. Minnesota, Chicago, they're all there right behind Arizona and Calgary. So uh, to Gus's point, I think it's a good point. I think there are too many teams that are going to be vying for the same people, and there are only so many people out there. So therefore, it's going to take probably a little bit more. Uh, to get what you want, 412 928 9370 is the number to call. I want to remind you about one of uh, Pittsburgh's biggest food and drink tasting events in the region. It's called Eat Drink Pittsburgh, presented by Heffern Tillison Thursday, February 20th, 6 to 9 Rivers Casino, featuring SAUCE, a cooking competition between all four of the stations here at Intercom, taking place on the Del Grosso Foods Cooking Stage. you got beer, wine, liquor samples from all over Pittsburgh and beyond. The Pittsburgh Brewing Photo Booth will be operational. Visit 937thefan.com now for all the details and ticket information. Gambling problems, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So we have a lot to get into. Please call. Do you watch the XFL? Will you watch the XFL? Mm, Last time they were doing, I think it was 2001, it only lasted one year. The American Alliance of Football lasted not even a year. What makes this different? Will you watch? Let me know at 412-928-9370. All right, we're back with more. Sun is shining, glistening off the snow that has fallen. Depending on where you are, you received anywhere from 2 to 5 inches. And it was about time. We need some snowfall. More atmospheric than anything else. Came in a bad time, though, for the rush hour, but at least it's here. 412-928-9370 is the number. Got a lot of calls here, so let's get right to them. And we'll start with... Pittsburgh Phil on line three. Hello, Pittsburgh Uh, Phil. How are you? I know
4: when I'm making a
2: mocha. Making a mocha. Phil, Phil. With
5: a ribbon crunch.
2: Phil, what are you making? Whipped cream. Whipped cream. You're making an order, Uh, Phil. Phil, give me a double shot espresso. (laughs) Phil. Yes,
4: how are you? (laughs) (laughs) Phil.
2: Where are you? you? In a drive-thru.
4: No, I'm in starbucks. I'm sorry. What I wanted to say is I think Billy Guerin, Billy Guerin's going to be the guy that deals with us because of it. You know, he's take a little risk right now. I know he wants to keep everybody happy, but I think they're most likely to deal with the Penguins right now because the Penguins are a world championship team in the past. You know, he has to take a little shot in whatever's in place for them. I think they could make the move for, uh you know for the penguins they look the most appetizing anyways with uh, the guy you mentioned, What's his name Zucker
2: Zucker, yeah, well, but I mean they're yeah, Zucker, they're Zucker. they're one point out of a playoff spot, the second wild card two points, two points all right whatever they're they're right there, and they have a lot of hockey left. Um, you know, I don't think they'd be trading for someone to help them now. they'd be trading for someone to help them in the future, probably, so will he would he be willing to do that? Zucker's not That's a free agent, saying, you know he's still signed. So, yeah,
4: no, I understand that, that but I'm saying that, that's, a, that, that's a guy right there that I think would take a little bit of a risk being, you know, I, I mean, well, you're going to even have, have to make a move for the future, or you're going to have to stay pat. There's like six or seven teams like a point away from wildcard, five or six
2: teams. That'll make it more interesting to deal. There's no question about that, Phil. Thanks very much. I hope you have a good double latte there, whatever. Drive one by for me. I'm telling you, it's, uh, I, I live on coffee. All right, back to the lines we go. Greg in Youngstown joins us right now on line two. Hey, Greg.
4: Hey, what's going on? That last call was horrible. I would have hung up on him right after that.
2: Hey, well, I, I don't mind. You, had... you know, I mean, some people do take their phone and they have, you know, they're waiting. And he was, he was waiting for like twenty five minutes, so he probably had no intention of <laughs> ordering a Starbucks drink while he was on the air. But It just happened <laughs> that way.
4: Hey, not uh, the XFL. It's going to fail. Number one, what they should have done was taken the Canadian Football League revamped it, added some teams in the States, like eight teams, went back to NFL rules, started this time of year, it would have succeeded. First off, the XFL, the name failed like, 15 years ago, 19 years ago. So right at the back, you got a failed league. And then the rules are stupid. Ten points for an extra point, one or five or ten, that's just stupid. I mean, it's going to fail. <laughs> that's my opinion.
2: Greg, what do you like? Because you always seem to hate everything when you call here
4: because it's a stupid league it's it's not things that grow in life music and media and sports grows organically you can't force things like try to make them big right off the bat they never it never like works never does so if they're going to start a league why don't you start it slow put a team in, in Columbus around well, this well area. I would think this is you know? slow
2: because it's only like now until april twenty fifth it's essentially two months and all they're gonna do is try to uh get through what is a uh, kind of a lapsed time there's not a lot of stuff going on right now february march i um, did
4: i just, it doesn't I just even, don't think it's going to work
2: Well, you probably you could be right the, the last time i saw them they did bring some interesting technological advances to their game the skycam was one of them the nfl then adopted that um, <clears throat> i think they're ready just to see just to test it i don't think you'll see them you know all of a sudden bankrupt and get out of business halfway through their season, just like the AAF did. But I'm anxious to see just what kind of quality they have. Um, The last time out of this, Tommy Maddox, who played in that league, ended up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. There could be a couple of people that gravitate to the NFL. We saw that with the AAF, too. I guess most notably Cam Kelly, although he just got arrested. But point is, they're doing it because they believe it could be profitable for a couple of months during a down period in sports, February and March. Yes, you
4: yeah, I, I mean Vince McMahon has a lot of money. He's an egomaniac,
2: number one.
4: So this guy, he doesn't look on a small like plane. You know what I mean? He looks at something to be big, and I just don't. He doesn't look at the way we do. He looks. He wants to be as big as the NFL, and he'll never be as big as the NFL. The way I, I don't. I, I honestly
2: don't think setup. he's looking for that, Greg. You know, he's going to have games on ESPN, ABC. He's got some major networks involved, again, they, yeah, they, they find yeah. themselves in the same position he does, which is they need some programming. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, hockey season, NBA season is very long. You go through ups and downs there. There's not a lot of other things going on, so they figure they'd fill a void. And he's trying yeah, to cross-promote yeah. the WWE SmackDown and everything else they own. So oh, for them, it may be worth it. He wouldn't uh, do I'm this hey, get, if he didn't think it could hey, get, bring let me, let me, some benefit.
4: Give you a little story about Ben. Ben was in Youngstown on Thursday and uh he was in my buddy's company and my my friend was talking to Ben about the season and his hand and and his uh and his elbow and uh he's like,
5: well, well I'm gonna play and you know, you know, he
4: was just you know, he seemed pretty positive about it he was talking to him.
2: Well, I think he's very positive and I think uh you know, you never know, and thanks Greg for the call, you never know about the unforeseen okay. things that can happen. You know, he may he may start throwing a ball and the next thing you know, something bad happens. I think the Steelers have to prepare for that, but at this point they don't seem like they're going to be in the market for a veteran receiver, and that could turn out to be a mistake. 412-928-9370, let's go out to Mike in Bethel Park. Hello, Mike, how are you?
5: Yeah, hey, Bob. Uh, yeah, I think I agree with you. This is a downtime, long season on the other sports, and I think wasn't the last football league they ran in the summertime. This is a nice opportunity to kind of get you through the playoffs for hockey and uh uh, NBA. Plus it's, a, it's,
2: it's a better time to watch television because it's cold outside generally, and you know, and so people are more inclined to be watching or at least looking for something than the summertime when there are a lot of other activities that take over television.
5: Yeah, and I saw uh, Andrew Luck's father's involved in this, and he seems pretty smart. Uh, and this is just entertainment, like they said. They're not trying to surpass the NFL, and i like if they could get some technology out of this league and cross it over into the NFL, uh, that's a win. And I I think it'll be just something to watch for entertainment purposes. And uh, let's give it a shot before everyone blows it up. You know, thanks, Bob. All
2: right, Mike, thank you. Uh, I'll watch, but I'm not expecting great things, but I will watch. You know, I like to watch everything and just make a judgment based on that. Let's go out to Mad Hungarian in Pittsburgh. Hello, Mad.
0: Hey, Bob. How you doing, buddy? What's up? Hey, you've had uh, that last guy. He was a fairly normal call. I, uh, You want to go back to an oblique call again?
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bob, you're still
2: Okay, go ahead.
0: Go with me here, Bob. No, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I want to talk about baseball. You know, we always got uh, – there's always a chance uh, with baseball that uh, of Freddie Lynn and, uh, and uh, Jim Rice came up in the same year. Can you imagine that, getting two guys like that in the same year? And uh, there's always, uh, you know, an outside chance of, you know, some good luck or something good happening in in baseball, you know. So, uh, you know, like, we don't got to hang our heads heads down quite yet until at least we see this team. I mean, uh,
2: well, I I think right now, I don't know if you're that optimistic that you would make a claim that if they had kept Marte, and if yeah. they had brought in some people to augment their team and their pitching, I, w- I would have been with you, but not now, not after these. Uh, well, you know. They brought in two backup catchers, and they gave away yeah. the most productive play. I
0: don't think that uh, Stallings kid's so much a backup, because when he got a chance to uh, bat, he was uh, I, th- I think he was showing some signs of life there, and they definitely like him as a, as a catcher defensively. I don't
2: mind him as a backup, but I think like a lot of guys, the more they play, the more you will realize that his best role could be as a backup. I think sometimes you can well, over
0: uh, his expose best role people. Maybe as, as a starter, who, who knows until we see it? All right. I, I don't know. But, but again,
2: if you're banking on, yeah. on him to be your starting catcher, you better hope it all works. If it well, doesn't. Yeah,
0: you Oh, we need a little bit of hope and
2: putty and uh, hairpins and uh, crazy
0: yeah, glue and, and uh, duct okay, tape that, and everything. Now yeah.
2: you're making my point that every year, to me, you're sacrificing years. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate your call. Yeah. I don't like sacrificing years. I just don't. But the sport, and because of its economic makeup, uh, encourages that, essentially. Uh, there are too many teams. I mean, if you saw, it's very interesting to me, the uh, the reaction to the Boston uh, Red Sox trade with the Dodgers, two of the top teams in terms of spending. And yet, Mookie Betts just couldn't come to a deal with Boston. He wants $400 million, okay, whatever. Uh, they ended up trading him, mostly because Boston does not like the luxury tax, from what I can tell. They don't like paying these other teams and, and contributing to it with giving this kind of contract. So they made a trade that, to me, was more reminiscent of a, quote, small market team, where they gave up two really good pieces right now, or at least one, Mookie Betts arguably is the best player in the game, can be, and David Price, and they got back a decent prospect and another prospect. But they saved money, they most anything, you know, and Dodgers don't really care. The Dodgers are just going to spend whatever they have to spend. And again, my argument always has been with this, that even if the Dodgers don't win a world championship, you could pretty much pencil them in to win the division, correct? I mean, they've done it for how many years in a row now? they're always in there whether or not they win best of 7s a whole different you know ball of wax it really is you have to get somewhat lucky as well uh in short series but over the course of a long season there's no question the dodgers the teams that have the high payroll are going to be in a much better position than anyone who doesn't that's just that's just the way it goes and baseball's okay with this and I'm not and I never have been and I don't like it and I think it leads to what we what we have on a regular basis at 412-928-9370. Oh, yeah, we're rounding third, heading home here. And this is the week for Pirate Spring Training. They open up next week. Pitchers and catchers by Wednesday. Rich Walsh at KDK-TV will be down there uh, next week all the way into the following week. So get all your pirate fix on KDK-TV sports every day at 6 and 11. We'll certainly let you know how things are progressing. In the meantime, we're going out to the lines beginning with Bob in this segment. Hello, Bob. Uh, hi, Bob. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing?
0: Okay. A uh, question about the Pirates. Uh, Chris Bryan won his grievance, or lost his grievance, for that service time. Uh huh. How did that How did that affect Brian Reynolds? Was, that, was this a free year for the Pirates that they had last year? Uh, depends. It, you know,
2: it, it's exactly depending on when he was called up and how that – I'm not sure of the answer to that one. So. Okay, because I know they said Brian was done two weeks in April and came uh-huh. up.
3: Yeah, and so, uh, I mean, Brian
2: came up on every uh, the case, is show different, on the 20- but I have a feeling that, um, yeah, and that obviously is good news if you're looking at it from the Pirates uh, in terms of yes, holding yes. on to a guy like that. So we'll see. But anything else about the Pirates? You have something here about expectations, I noticed. Oh, uh, no, I didn't, but I don't have any expectations. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks very much, Bob. I mean, I was glad,
0: glad they finally find somebody could hit a bus in the Mendoza line.
2: Yeah, you know, I thought uh, in an effort to make 2020 a year that they can at least try to compete for a second wild card, keeping Marte would have been the best way to do that. If Polanco's healthy like they seem to think, if he could return to form, you have Polanco, Marte, and uh, Reynolds as your outfield, and and Bell at first, you got you a pretty decent infield. If you added a pitcher or two and spent some money, I don't know that that would have been a team that wouldn't have been able to at least compete for a wild card. But they're not Yeah, I like right their it. order.
0: I like their order, and March A seemed to be more just like a salary dump because they were looking to get rid of them no matter what they got.
2: Yep, all right. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. 412-928-9370. Let's go to Bill in the car. Bottom of the board uh, here, Billy Steinbach. What's up, Bill? you want
0: to – hi, this is Bill.
2: Yes, sir.
5: Hey, when you were doing all that talk about the new football league, uh-huh. I, I mean, I'd never watch it. I have no interest. But I just wondered – what do you think of this idea? If the NFL had like a little minor league for a couple months after the season to evaluate talent, you know that might fall through the cracks.
3: I uh, maybe have a
5: taxi squad on it, you know. Well, I think especially you know,
2: with you know, them,
5: them wanting to go to seventeen games and cut out the preseason, i that like give them an opportunity to just to look at some guys.
2: Well, first of all, I would be shocked if they went to seventeen games. And, and, hey, listen, the XFL produced Tommy Maddox, and he hate me. Remember he hate me? He ended up in the NFL. I forget with who. Um, but even the AAF last year before it frittered away, there were players who made it to the NFL, including one in Pittsburgh and Cam Kelly. But, Bill, you know, I'm 17 games since you brought that up, I would be shocked if players – I know they want some certain things in negotiating, but giving up a 17th game would be hard for me to imagine, only because they have talked about CTE, they've talked about safety, they've talked about all these things – an extra game would would make that argument null and void because now you're you're willing to go another game knowing that you have so many concerns about injury and I,
5: I agree with you I mean I, I don't think they need a 17th game but I'm just saying if they did if they had a league where, say like they had uh... Pittsburgh Altoona league and they had guys that they were looking at or thinking of free agents and they played a schedule after the season I'd watch that you know, if yeah. I knew these were potential Steelers.
2: Well, uh, I, you know, I, I think it's interesting to watch this to see what they offer. I don't like to make opinions on anything unless I at least watch it for a little bit, and I think that's how I have to look at that one. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate the call. All two nine two eight is the fan hotline. Let's go out to Victor in the South Hills. Victor, thank you for joining us here on the Bob Pompiani Show. How are you today?
0: Hey, good, one. Hey, I wonder, what's the status of um, Josh Dobbs? And do you think that was a, a bad – Trade, did they, did they still have that draft pick? I mean, we went for, he went from year before to be number two quarterback that had the running ability to then losing it to the number three I spot. I think they used that,
2: trade. didn't they? They, tr- I can't did remember they, the, when did they get, I can't remember when Dobbs was, um, they got a fifth round pick for him, right?
1: Yeah, did they use that then? Or it
2: may have been that? on the tight end gentry. I can't remember now. I'm, I'm not thinking about last year's draft and last year when it ever happened, but if you're asking me whatever happened, he's not playing down there either. I don't think he's an answer to anything long-term. I would look at the situation here, and based on what Art Rooney has said so far, they seem to be content that Roethlisberger, along with Mason Rudolph, will be their top two guys. I'm not so sure about Doc Hodges remaining or going, or if they need somebody else, I don't know. I still think they'd be better off getting some sort of veteran guy just in case Roethlisberger encountered something that he didn't expect.
1: Do you think if
0: he was on the roster last year, and he had the ability to come in and add some of the running ability that some of these other quarterbacks have, they could have squeaked out a couple more wins?
2: Um, no. <laughs> okay. I don't. I, I just think it was I, – I think Josh Jobs is what he is, and he's, he's, a, he's a guy who gets in there. I don't think he's ever going to be a starter in this league. I think he's okay for a couple of games, just like Hodges, just like any of them that go along that way. I think the longer they go, the more the league catches up to him, and I think that's going to be the challenge for Mason Rudolph now. I still have – Hopes that Rudolph can take the next step. That doesn't mean the Steelers may not look for another quarterback eventually. I don't know if they can do it in this draft without a first and a third round pick. Would they spend their second round pick on a quarterback? I don't know. They have too many other needs.
0: Gotcha.
2: Thanks. All right, man. Thank you. Let's go back to the lines up to the top. It's Scott in the air. What's up, Scott? Actually, in the car. I said in the air. Are you in a hot air balloon, Scott? I don't know what I'm reading here. No,
1: I'm, I'm in the car, Bob.
2: All right. Well, good. I hope you're not. I hope you're driving safely. What's up? <laughs>
1: Always good to talk to men. Um, Hey, just getting back to baseball economics, I was reading a little bit about the Boston <clears throat> uh, trade, and I guess they've been over the, the, the luxury tax a couple years in a row, and the penalty um, increases exponentially if you are, and they would have had a huge um, uh, penalty for the luxury tax had they stayed above it, and they wanted rid of David Price's ninety-six million three-year contract for some reason they gave him. So I think there was a l- impetus behind that. Um,
2: now, the luxury tax did have a big role in it. I've talked to people who cover Absolutely. that team. They were tired of doing it, but, you know, that's the only system that – and they're tired of actually supplying money to teams like the Pirates and others, and, and they're not sure where that money goes.
1: Well, they are, Bob, and that's my point, too, because it, it, with the luxury tax system, every team should have a minimum payroll. Um, I cannot believe the players' union isn't filing 100 grievances every week over this because the players are making less money. There's still – there's a – countless number of free agents still available and the pirates don't even look at them and they're bargain basement free agents at this point and it's it's just i, I don't i don't know what they're trying to sell this year and i don't know who's going to go and i would the interest is going to wane and my my worry is my kids are not going to like baseball anymore and there's a generation of of kids like that yeah. that aren't going to grow up as baseball fans and want to go to the games
2: well i think it's you know what, what you're taking away is no winning um you can still go and watch the game and learn a lot about them. They're all major leaguers. They're all in that league, I think, by and large, guys who should be here. So uh, I don't find it uh, – if you're interested in baseball, if you're interested in how the game works and everything, I still think you should be interested. But as far as winning, that's the thing to me. You attract much more uh, of the fan base in. You You can make more money. Winning provides a lot of things. Um, and I think the Pirates, you know, are making enough money where that may not be their number one goal. Uh, but I'm willing to wait to see what these new guys can do. I just, you know, everything I see makes me think that they're just kicking a can down the road again, and I don't well, like that.
1: Well, that's the perception that everyone has, Bob, and that's the perception that they're giving. The, the fan base is seeing that, and that's what we, we think. I'm a baseball fan. I'll still go when I have a chance, but I, just, I don't think they're putting enough effort into winning at the major league level, and I know you agree with that.
2: Totally. I, I believe every team should try every year to win, and I think there should be a floor. I've been long on this, Scott. I'm telling you, I've been, I've been talking about salaries, the lack of it, uh, floor and the ceiling for a long, long, long time, decades, and it's not changing. I get it. but So why am I talking about it? Because I frustrate myself because I think it does the, the sport disservice. I don't think the sport's very healthy. I know a lot of the national people think I'm crazy because it is healthy. They're making all this money. But who's making all the money? Uh, anyway, back to the lines. we got Scotty in Homewood. What's up, Scotty? How you doing?
5: Hey, Bob. How you doing? Today? I'm
2: good. What's going on with
0: you? I got a question for you. Several years ago, the Pirates had a fielding instructor who eventually wound up going to Florida, I think. But the Pirates were one of the best fielding teams in the league, if not the majors, at that point. Now, since then, their team fielding has taken a nosedive. What do you think about them emphasizing fielding, considering the lack of pitching, Errors don't help matters.
2: But yeah, I think they really but I think I, think, I think, they, think that's every team wants to have good fielding, and I, you know their problems go well but beyond that. The Pirates that. had it
0: there. The Pirates had it. Doesn't it make they, a difference they were, though. They're not
2: going to win because of they're not going to, they're not going to win a championship based on that and that alone. They need talent. Talent wins. It always does. Every sport. I well,
0: yeah okay well, I just thought you know if they uh, put a little more emphasis on fielding percentages. That would save quite a few runs over the course of the season.
2: Well, and no doubt it does. But again, that's that's just one of the things. They got a lot of other things to worry about. Thanks, Scotty. Let's squeeze in Lou in Neville Island. Hey Lou, how you doing?
4: Hey, in some ways this was supposed to be the Pirates year with all their young players. You got Newman, you got Bell, you got the pitcher, excuse my name right now, um, Cole Tucker. We've been waiting for all these guys and they're here. You had fifty million dollars worth of veterans to this payroll. And it'd be an exciting year. They'd sell a ton of tickets. Maybe they do something. Maybe they don't. And that, then at the trade deadline, you can shed Marte, Polanco, Bell. You didn't have to do this if you didn't get what you were wanting. Uh, and Major League Baseball is a major problem. They're going to have empty stadiums all over the place. And the Astros scandal, it hasn't even begun to erupt. Wait till they go to Yankee play in Yankee Stadium. This thing is just getting started. do they go to spring training, have to answer questions every day. A huge article in the Wall Street Journal about it. Major League Baseball is about to blow up in Manfred's face. He thought he could tamp this down like Goodell did with Spygate. Not going to happen. It's just beginning, and then you add that to all the fans who are sick of their teams not spending money. If you're not in the top half of the payroll, you can't win the World Series. 25 of the last 26 teams have been in the top half of payroll, Bob. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Lou. Well, I agree. So you said it well, and that's going to be the final word today. Thank everyone out there who called and got through. Thank you for tweeting. Appreciate it. We do it every Saturday, 11 to 1. I'll be on Monday with Cook and Joe at the normal time, 10 until 2. In the meantime, I want to thank our sponsors as well. Allegheny Health Network, health for all. Always appreciate the good work being done there by AHN. PNC Bank, make today the day. Number one Cochrane. go one better at number one Cochrane. Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman, they got your bag, not your wallet. Ireland Contracting. Visit irelandcontracting.com.